I'm bringing you another interview with a really go-getter entrepreneur that I've been following her career for several years, I think since the beginning of this career, and just been amazed at the accolades and achievements that she has reached. This is Vicki Wu, and as always, we're talking about the best tips for marketing your small business. Be sure to subscribe to our channel to be notified of the latest updates. So I'm talking today with Sarah Lyons, who is an associate real estate broker, currently with Century 21 Judge Fight in the DFW area. Sarah has been named on the National Association of Realtors 30 Under 30 list. She has a great family that her work has actually allowed her husband to become the stay-at-home parent. So it's a really interesting, non-traditional dynamic, but it's working really great for them, raising their two kids. And I've just been so excited, Sarah, to see your career take off like it has and all the success you're achieving. It's thrilled to have you here today. Yeah, I really am I'm excited to talk to you because you really were there at the beginning when I joined Century 21 Judge Fight in uh, February of 2014 while you were still working there. You have a great story about how you got started, and I'd like you to share that with the audience. Sure. When my husband and I moved to Fort Worth in 2010, uh, we moved here straight out of college for him to go to medical school. And our plan was that I was going to be the stay-at-home parent, and he was going to go to medical school and then become a physician. During that process, we realized that it really wasn't what he wanted to do in life. He's very academically gifted, but the actual pressure of being a physician is a lot for, for anybody, let alone times like now with COVID. So in his third year, he decided not to pursue medicine anymore, and we had to come up with our new family plan. By that time, we had a newborn and a two-year-old and no money and no plan. So I asked my parents for a Groupon for real estate classes, and I worked worked every day for four months on that, either like nap time, bedtime. In the meantime, he was working on other school options. He was applying for graduate school. He was flying helicopters and was going to be a commercial helicopter pilot. So we were playing with a lot of different uh, scenarios. At that point, I finished my classes, took my exam, and uh, joined Century 21 Judge Fight, and I've been there ever since. I want you to tell about how your business has grown, but at the start of that, did you ever think that really in this short of a time that you'd be this successful right off the bat when you first got your license? No, no. And um, I was actually just working on a project cleaning out our laundry room and found some boxes from when we moved back in January. And uh, some of those are my business goals, my business journals, uh, training booklets. And it is amazing looking back at my 2014 and 2015 goals. My like main goals were to make a couple thousand dollars a month or certain goals just to paying off debt. We had a mountain of debt from when he was in medical school. Since then, my goals have substantially changed. And if you had told me back in 2014, you're going to be number 60 in the entire state of Texas, you'll be nationally ranked, like I wouldn't have ever guessed that. I was just trying to put food on the table and get us out of that debt. One thing I've found, and I'm curious, we've never talked about this, back when my 
youngest kids were still in high school, I set some, you know, kind of exact goals with a date and a deadline. And as soon as I did that, I found out that I achieved those goals way sooner than I would have otherwise. Something about putting them in writing. Is that what you found as well? Yes, but even more so, I find that articulating them, talking about them, where they're a living and breathing document, even more so puts puts my butt to the fire. So setting a goal, debt-free by this date, or meet this kind of production goal. When I talk about it with you know my husband, with my best friend, with my coach, those types of things really um, take it from just a piece of paper to a living document because then it's even more top of mind and it gives you accountability. It's not just something in your head on a piece of paper privately. It's something that you're trying to achieve for those other people too. With goal setting, reviewing them often too because if it's just something that you set and forget, it's not as likely. Some of the other goals, you know, I had on there, you know, get a six pack and things like that you don't necessarily meet. Um, And so if you're kind of setting realistic goals, setting a action plan to how to actually achieve those goals so it's not just make a million dollars, it's what are you going to do to get yourself there. I still have the six pack on my goal list and I joke <laughs> that it's hiding under a, a party ball. There's a six pack in there somewhere. <laughs> Maybe one of these days. You're closer to that than I am. When you started and through that growth, how your marketing needs were in change. So at the beginning, you don't know what you don't know, and you're just trying to get out there and get clients. I am so thankful that um, our company offered so much training when it came to tools that they already offered that you could utilize, but then also, too, um, training the fundamentals. More than 80% of my business is repeat and referral at this point. Now, granted, when you're brand new, you don't have repeat and referral, so um, using smart ways to get your name out out there without spending a lot of money. So personally, I've never spent money on Zillow, truly at Realtor.com when it comes to leads. Um, I would much rather spend some personal time, you know, connecting with someone that know, likes, and trusts me, making a connection that way instead. So that's where, like, your marketing came into play was finding an inexpensive way for people to find me and give them a resource where I can then use it to save myself time, but focused on more personalized contact rather than just spray on the internet and pray people call. I've also found that when you don't have something else to fall back on, so you had mentioned how your whole family was kind of trying to figure out what you were going to do as a family and this was it. Also having to be kind of scrappy and creative with your resources of your time and money that you can kind of find some really interesting ways to get things done that are really effective too. Yeah, absolutely. My first listing, I was on my way to the grocery store and in my yoga pants, saw someone's handwritten moving sale sign with some furniture in the yard. And um, normally I wouldn't necessarily just run up to the door. I've gotten a little bit comfortable in some ways. But back then, I mean, it was get a listing or don't pay a bill. So um, I went right up to that door, knocked on it. Hey, are you thinking about selling your house? And they're like, oh yeah, we're under contract. We're gonna be moving to Burleson, like 45 minutes away. Okay, well, I'm a local specialist. I live just up the road. I'd love to meet with you. And I set the appointment and then called my 
um, my mentor and was like, I don't know what I just did. <laughs> what the heck am I going to do now? And he sat me down and he practiced. We practiced the listing presentation for about four hours, asking me all those tough questions. And so that way you have an answer. So it's not look up and away and um, 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 when they say, how long have you been in real estate? Why should we pick you? So you have an answer that you've already practiced that feels natural just in a matter of a few hours versus having to answer those questions for the first time in front of an actual customer. A couple of great tips right there. One of them being, I see a lot of people that wait until everything's perfect. Oh, I can't launch this program or I can't start advertising this product until everything's perfect. I've got to have it all perfect. I've got to have all the emails and the website and a logo and colors and everything perfect. Whereas if you do that and sit around and wait for perfection, it may never happen. And you kind of jump in and then learn what you need to and do, like you said, practice and do whatever you need to do once you've already got the ball rolling. Yes. And, and frankly, I think that one of the reasons that Facebook Live has taken off so much is that authenticity is selling. People want the authentic personality to shine through. They don't want the super vanilla professional. That, I mean, they'll take it, but they really like to get behind the curtain. They want to see. I mean, that's why reality TV is so um, popular. They much rather see behind the scenes and see errors, see real human interaction versus just a perfect recording. Now things have changed. Your business has grown exponentially, like we've said. Perhaps right now we're still facing the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. So how has that changed your business and made you need to maybe pivot some things, especially marketing, of course, but other mm -hmm. things as well? So COVID-19 has obviously affected the entire world. In different markets, their local communities have changed regulations drastically compared to others. Um, fortunately for our Metroplex, for the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, we've been considered essential. Uh, so I've been able to sell real estate throughout this whole process. Now, one of the big things is explaining how you're protecting your clients, how you're serving them through this, um, and then also explain to them why this is actually can be a benefit depending on where you are in the transaction. Um, I had many listings that were coming down the pipeline to be listing right around spring break, mid-March, early April, and uh, rather than pulling back on those transactions and pulling back on putting those homes on the market, I urged them to get them on the market faster, um, including my own home. Um, I was planning on waiting until everything really got green and kind of pre-summer, and um, I went ahead and listed about three weeks earlier than I'd originally planned because I saw an opportunity. Um, and that's really my job here is to set people at ease, but then also show them where these gaps are. Lots of agents closed down shop. I didn't, and, and it benefited. Um, I finished three months in a row as the top agent in the company because of that during those months because I was listing and they were selling. So for buyers, what I've been doing is using um, WhatsApp in order to send videos of properties. Uh, the reason I've been using WhatsApp instead of like a traditional FaceTime is one, I have an Android and so uh, different platforms don't work as well together. And then two, I'm able to easily set a group chat on WhatsApp and then I go ahead and record the videos and I'm able to send them longer than a minute long video. They can rewatch them later, they can add comments and I can even take pictures on there and circle certain items. Um, but I've actually had a few clients that where we go under contract 
before they ever see the home because I'm able to go and take eight or nine videos, detailed videos, send them to them, and they're able to make an informed decision based on that. I want to call attention to one of the things that you said. You mentioned, you know, top agent for judge fight three months in a row. And a lot of our audience may not understand. They may be used to some of the smaller real estate brokerages that have maybe three or four agents in the whole <laughs> brokerage. And you think, oh, top agent, how nice. But Judge Fight, I know when I was there, they had 1,100 agents and staff spanning mm -hmm. all of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, which was 11,000 square miles. And the company is always in the top 10 of Century 21 Global for the number of transactions and things like this. So being the top agent at this brokerage is really a huge thing. I just wanted to clarify that for our audience. Sure. Absolutely, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I recently, I've always wondered how we size up against other brokerages that are not part of the Century 21 family. And uh, Tom Ferry's website actually has a thing called Real Trends. And so I just looked at the 2019 numbers. And to put perspective on that, number one in our company made me number 61 in Texas for any brokerage across the state. So um, that was pretty cool to see because I've always wondered, I'm like, I know where I size up within, but not through the entire state for other companies as well. So KW and Cobalt Banker and all the private ones as well. And that's so. like a lot with, you know, in Texas we have DFW Metroplex, which is huge. Houston, which is where I am right now, which is Austin. huge. And Austin, we have some big cities with large brokerages. So 61 in the state. You're doing awesome, yeah. girl. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Another thing that I've incorporated with my listings with COVID is all of my listings are getting 3D virtual tours now. Um, and using technology in order to really give people a better idea of the space without actually visiting it in person, uh, that has been really helpful, um, using it on social media, using it on the multiple listing service, um, and just for general knowledge, if somebody calls about the property, I'm able to send them that link and they can get a really good idea of the space before they ever step foot in it. That's helpful, too. They can cut down kind of the number of in-person visits they have to do. Mm -hmm. What is something you wish someone had told you either about real estate or business in general before you started that you really wish you would have known? Um, I would probably say honoring and understanding your value. Um, I've learned this over the years, but at the beginning I really didn't um, take it to heart, uh, specifically with um, understanding that just because a client wants to see a house last minute doesn't mean that that's what you need to do for you. Now, the last few years, I've really learned this, and so I train my clients when I take on a new buyer um, that this is how I work. Uh, normally, if you ask for a last minute showing, I may not be available. What I want to do is like speed dating, but for houses. So you're going to use your portal, heart the homes you like, and then you're going to let me know a few days in advance, a time that's convenient for y'all. We'll time block two to three hours, and I will schedule those appointments, and we'll see multiple homes in a row versus one at a time. Since I started really training my buyers on how I work my business, uh, that cuts down on a lot of those unforeseen last-minute appointments. And then also, too, just setting family time. Um, I've been good about it for a long time now, but at the beginning didn't really understand that. So we have a family rule, no cell phones at the table ever. Um, my husband implemented that one on me pretty early on. And then my husband and I take evening walks. Typically, 
after dinner, but before it gets dark, we go on a mile and a half, two mile walk. And I actually will either leave my phone at home or I'll give it to him and he'll put it in his pocket. But that's really time for us to focus on recentering, focus on family time. One of the biggest things I think that changes people's perspectives is I don't say, I'm sorry I missed your call or I'm sorry I can't answer the phone. It is, thank you for your patience because it's not reasonable to expect us to be available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it kind of puts that little reminder of, oh yeah, you know, I am patient, I am helpful, rather than feeling annoyed for you not answering the phone at 10 o'clock at night or during dinner time. It's just, thank you for your patience. I was with another client. What can I do for you? I love that. And as women, stereotypically, we tend to apologize more often than we need to. And when you're saying, I'm sorry, you're apologizing, but it's not necessarily something that you need to apologize for. I also love that you've figured out so early in your career, prioritizing that time with family, with other things. It took me a terrorist attack in Paris to kind of step back and go, whoa, wait a minute, I have not been prioritizing myself, my family, those relationships I need to, and I could have literally died today and been missing out on that. So that's one of the things I think a lot of people struggle with. And again, there's no need to apologize when you when you start doing that. Thank you for your patience, yeah. And we actually spent uh, 14 days back in October um, in Paris and in Belgium and, and just traveling in Europe. And um, I didn't even take my laptop. I was working. 10 different transactions at that point, and I was still able to go. Partially because I have a licensed assistant who's helped me for the last few years, um, part-time, and so I was able to trust her to handle things while I was gone. But also, too, is just setting up the expectations, setting up this is who's handling these roles. You know, you obviously don't just, at a whim, bye guys, you have to plan for it, but it was extremely freeing um, to be able to do that. Um, that's one of the things I think personally has been hardest with the COVID situation. We've had to cancel like four trips and we had planned to go to Croatia and we had a trip to Costa Rica postponed twice and so we're using those little walks every evening as kind of a recentering opportunity to kind of be grateful and kind of calm down and, and enjoy each other's company again. And I love that he's your accountability partner taking your phone away from you. <laughs> yes, yeah. And and it's actually, I mean, it's very nerve-wracking, especially when you first start, you feel like, oh, I can't do that. But So I've challenged many agents just 30 minutes a day without your phone and then work yourself up uh, because I typically work out three to four days a week and then I also read to my kids every night so I don't have my phone on me when it's bedtime. Um, so most days I'm actually without my phone for an hour 45 minutes a day, sometimes more than that. I'd like you to share one or two tips, not that you haven't shared a lot of them already. My one or two tips is to use uh, free technology to simplify your life. Building systems are the easiest way to amplify your business, especially without spending a lot of money. Using uh, like Microsoft To Do, uh, which is a free checklist app, is extremely helpful just for life, say for the grocery list. You can make a grocery list and then you're using that one resource. You can have multiple people on it. So like my mother-in-law lives with us, so my husband, mother-in-law, and I are all on there. So if she goes to the store, she can see the stuff I've added. Um, but for my business specifically, I have little folders and a pre-filled 
checklist for listings and for buyers, I can just duplicate that, put a due date, and stay on track, know what has happened, what hasn't yet happened in that folder. And then I'm able to share that with my assistant so that way we can work smarter and not harder. Um, another great resource is um, using some of the tools that your brokerage already offers uh, when it comes to the CRM, that kind of thing. Um, I've started using a program called Folio a couple years ago that is extremely helpful and it helps organize your Gmail for your transactions and then it also has a fantastic website platform that um, put a buyer under contract, put in the important date. I have it preset with my home inspectors and where earnest money needs to go, where option money needs to go, important dates with uh, little write-ups on each one and I'm able to send them their own custom website whereas I update things, say the closing date changes, it updates it on that system and they can keep um, up to date with everything and it even goes on their Google Calendar. So that saved me a lot of time um, and so that way I'm making sure that all my clients are getting the same level of service, the same questions answered and I'm not having to remember, did I tell that person or did I tell this person? I'm a big fan of marketing automation or marketing uses and of course technology. A lot of people are afraid of technology but you don't need to be. It's meant to make your life easier. There are certain things that it takes a little bit of time to set up but once you have it set up and you're able to understand the system it can really simplify your life. Like I have 16 pending transactions right now and today I had the same agent send me twice the wrong contract. She sent me a completely different file that was with a completely different agent on a completely different house. And she did it two separate times and she said, I'm sorry, I'm working two transactions right now. I'm just like, <laughs> if you only realize that I am literally wrote five offers today and I'm working 16 transactions right now that are in escrow, like, you can do this, honey. You can do this. So now it's your chance to ask me any burning questions you may have about me, my business, my life, or marketing specifically. Yes. When it comes to social media, do you feel that Facebook is still the best platform, or do you think that there's a different platform that we should be focused on? Good question. I feel that Facebook is declining. and. I've done a couple different videos on this recently. The most recent one is some of the competitor research I do for myself, and it was time to check Facebook pages of a few of the competitors. And I noticed these are really big competitors with a million plus followers on their Facebook page. So you can imagine a million followers, how many engagements I was expecting to see on their posts. And they had less than one percent which is just a huge decline over the past like two years in engagement and that even included some of them that were doing paid boosting posts or using a post in an ad through the ad system. Even the engagement on those was just terrible. But really it still depends upon where your customers are at. For houses, Instagram is a great place because it is so visual. But again, it kind of depends upon, even for a real estate agent, your target customers, if it's an older crowd, like if you were focused primarily on seniors, for example, they're not yeah. into Instagram quite as much as some of the others. So it kind of still depends upon your audience fully, 100%. But I still tell everyone that they need to rely upon more email marketing, keeping in front of their 
customers and prospects in their email inbox still has a great return, a great click rate, a great read rate, and having their own website so that you can control your own online presence in the event that, for example, a Facebook page of one of my little side income streams, my one of my art sites, somehow Facebook took me off as admin. Now, you know, I know how to use Facebook. I didn't break it or do anything wrong, but now I'm going to have to jump through all these hoops to get my page back. I've got to prove to them that I own the business and send them all the certified documents. So that can happen to anyone. And if I didn't have the website for that business, I'd kind of be broken. Yeah, Facebook is, the reach is kind of declining. However, right now with some of the coronavirus and some of the other, if you've been reading in the news, a lot of larger advertisers are pulling their advertising from Facebook. That does present an opportunity if you advertise on Facebook, either boosting posts or through the Facebook ad system, you have less competition right now. To get your message out the way that, to guarantee you reach people, you're going to have to look into paid placement on Facebook. There's really not going to be a great way to get around that. But with the competition right now being a little bit lower, it's also kind of a good time to get into it. At 100%, find out where your customers are and be there in the way that works for that platform. That's always good advice. doesn't matter what social media platform we talk about. And then, I guess, be consistent also. Consistency is always good. It doesn't have to be exactly the same day and time and things like that, but you want to continually be showing up. It's that top-of-mind awareness. They want to be seeing your name, your business consistently all of the time so that they remember you when it comes time to buy. Yes, absolutely. Um, I've seen a lot of agents on some of the bigger real estate groups where they'll say, like, hey, which of these logos should I go with? And a lot of people making opinions on that. Do you think that having your own individual logo is worthwhile? Um, is it important to have a logo? For real estate agents, not necessarily. Part of the awareness you get is through your brokerage. So a local broker, in addition to you're part of the Century 21 franchise. However, a lot of businesses where it's an individual service, your business is really about you. And so that can be one of the great ways to brand yourself is to also have a logo that's reflective of you or your business. Otherwise, you're always using your headshot, which isn't bad. We, we know Real estate agents and lawyers love to use their headshots. We like our faces. That is a time, especially if you are looking at growing larger and larger, you already have a part-time person that works with you. Eventually, if you go to having full-time or having a couple people, it does position you for that growth and having that ready when you're available to do it. So it's not critical for a service-based professional. It is more critical for people that have products rather than services so that the business is branded itself and not just the product. How can we best maximize Google without spending a bunch of money? One of the best things to do, and it's funny you bring up Google because I literally did in one of my free classes I hold on my Facebook page, I did 
a live video on this today. Make sure you have claimed your Google My Business profile. That's at yeah. business.google.com. Go yeah. there, claim it, get it verified. They have to send you a postcard. You've got to watch for that postcard that looks like junk mail that someone may throw away. Once it's verified, most people, businesses, entrepreneurs, leave it and let it go. And, oh, my listing's there. I don't need to do anything. But Google has so many great features on that platform, you can add posts to that platform. You can talk about what's new. They have specific things right now for COVID-19 to update like your hours or things that may have changed. For a lot of businesses, you can add an offer. So you could literally say, my example I used was if you're a carpet cleaning business, you can add an offer that says 100 off any full house carpet cleaning. And when you do that, if somebody's searching for a carpet cleaner and it brings up the listing either in Google Maps on the side or on Google, that little offer will show up right in your listing. So if I'm looking and I get five, six, seven carpet cleaning companies and yours is the only one that right there it tells me $100 off, Boom, I'm clicking on it. Using those features that are built into Google is highly effective. Google loves their own product, so that will help you show up in search a bit better. But if you just go visit your listing, go to business.google.com if you've already got one, and look right there on the page it will have where you can add a new post, a new offer, just an update of what's new in your business, and it can be a great way to keep your name in front of people and positively impact SEO if you're going for that. Right when they started offering the offers thing at the beginning of COVID, I did a funny little, you know, Armageddon-type picture, and I was offering free property tours um, for pre-approved buyers. It was something I already was offering where I would do virtual tours for you, but I made a little offer on it for that exact same reason. And I actually just did a Facebook Live video last week um, because Google, while they're amazing and they do a lot of really good things when it comes to businesses, hours, and getting their information out there, they have updated some of people's hours without checking with the businesses. And so I've come to a restaurant thinking their clothes are driven by and it turns out they're open. It's just that Google Maps has their hours wrong. So business owners should definitely check their hours on there. And Google is one of the platforms that users can submit suggested changes to the business and it may show those changes if you don't go in as the business owner and accept or reject them. So it is something that you need to, even if you don't plan on adding a post or talking about what's new, you need to go in and check your listing regularly. Well, before we go, I do want to say Sarah is one of my favorite real estate agents. If you're in Fort Worth or any of the area, although she could literally help you anywhere in the U.S., probably anywhere in the world. She yep, can I just told somebody in Oregon actually yesterday. Yeah. Sarah can connect you with any agent, but I highly recommend her myself because I know she does such a great job. And so before we go, Sarah, we'll put all of this down in the uh, description area so people can find links that tell our audience how they can connect with you. Absolutely. So my cell phone would be the easiest way. Text me, call me uh, at 817-675-6006 or my email, Estate at gmail.com or my website, theralliancerealestate.com. Any last questions for me or last thing that you want to share with the audience? I want to say thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate 
appreciate all the free content you offer. Um, you personally helped me with my website, which was very helpful. And um, a lot of times when you start to get busy in business, you realize there are things you need to implement but you don't have the capacity, the time, the know-how. And so I really um, like referring you to other small business owners and then also just being able to use you myself. Thank you. It's been a pleasure having you here today. And don't forget for the audience, if you have a marketing question, you can actually drop your question down below or you can visit the website vickywoo.marketing and in the bottom right corner, there's a chat bubble icon and you can click on that and ask your questions there and we'll either answer you directly or we may use your question on an upcoming episode.